baseline needs some work. I need to. I think it still needs that whole thing needs like a. We need a Don Pardo in there. We need a rest yeah. in peace, obviously. But we need a. We need to have someone in there being like, "We're live from the podcast. It's the thing with the guys. <laughs> it's that thing with those guys. Who should we have? <laughs> who should we have do that? Maybe we should have oh. a contest or something. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend like you said Kanye. We should so, have yes, we should have Kanye do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that would be perfect. Uh, well, here we are. It's another episode of Jackson Jackson. Indeed. You are episode you are three. Raleigh Hatch, and you are James Green Jr. That's right. Period. James mm-hmm. Green. James Green, comma Jr. Period. Mm-hmm. Episode three coming at you. <laughs> You know, I feel like uh, I've we, I've received more listener feedback. Oh, good. I have and, not. Uh, no, you <laughs> so, haven't. No, I haven't. So you can go go right ahead. Well, share. Um, <clears throat> my mom enjoyed the uh, forty minutes <laughs> of the first episode she listened to. Uh, Is your mom a Michael Jackson fan? Uh, not not any more than anybody else in the world. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> Host of the uh, Mars Media Daily Podcast, uh, C. Lamar McLean. I, I think I can use his full name. I think. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, if this is a, if this is an issue, we'll just bleep it out. But uh, Lamar was very receptive to the episode he listened to. Okay. Uh, and uh, the the person, the listener I mentioned in the first uh, in our the the second episode rather. Um, who I still don't know if uh, they want me to use their name, so I'm going to refer to them as Listener X. Uh, they said they were still like, you know, you should still try to play the song a little bit sooner up top. <laughs> but then later they're like, eh, I don't know, maybe I changed my mind on that. I think I kind of <laughs> like the slow reveal. So, um, okay, you know, all right, that's what I've heard. This is what I've heard with my ear to the street. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't have any listener feedback um, other than uh, Kirk Halley. I think we mentioned in the last episode the uh, one of the hosts of the Schlock Treatment podcast. He uh, and 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 your partner in Leopard yes. He's he's my partner in a lot of a uh, lot of musical situations and uh, uh, yeah. He um, enjoyed particularly <laughs> the. I can't. It's already cracking me up. The the phone calls that we took. Oh, of course. <laughs> he was he was curious if uh, if we did that in pre production or if that was live. And uh, I assure right. you that is not a trick. These are actual callers from around the world. So mm-hmm. don't we're we're not trying to fool anybody here. This is real. This is all <laughs> oh, real time. Clear. I think it's clear we're not trying. I think it's very clear. <laughs> um, and uh, so I do have a couple stats to share. Um, well, we are on iTunes. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week. Jackson Jackson is on iTunes, uh, downloadable, I don't know, 10 minutes after the episodes go live on Tumblr. 
Um, so you can subscribe to that. I personally do not subscribe to any iTunes um, podcasts. I, I tend to play them in the window wherever they're presented to me. So I don't know how all that works. But uh, I, I do know how that works, and I can tell you that it's a it's a quick, painless process. I often find myself listening to the Todd Glass podcast on iTunes. I, I'm not sure why, because it's usually four hours of Todd Glass <laughs> running the same two jokes into the ground. I, I guess that's good when I'm trying to go to sleep. But no, Todd Glass is a funny guy, and that's why I listen to his podcast. Okay. Did he pay um, you for that? So proceed with the statistics. <laughs> uh, here are two amazing statistics. Uh, I should have loaded up a third. Um, episode one of this show has now been downloaded 33 times. Woo! And uh, episode two, um, it's just less than a week since that's since that went live, and we have 19 downloads. Very exciting. I'm into those numbers. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was going to look up uh, how long to compare my nine-hour Remo Williams episode was that I did uh, solo. I don't think we've. I don't think I've even hit nineteen with that, and that's been live for like a year. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is well, this is a, uncharted territories. This double digit deal for me. It's a large commitment, and it's a much <laughs> narrower topic. Uh, <laughs> if you find yourself having trouble devoting two hours to Michael Jackson, are you really going to go off the deep end into nine hours of Remo Williams? <laughs> if you can, if you can't listen to nine hours. Then you are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Except so, yes, that's not the song we did. Discuss Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes. Uh, specifically the third track on Dangerous in the closet. In the closet. I'm gonna And I feel like uh, I do feel like we should just uh, try to play like the first minute of it right now because right. there's so much insanity that I can't I think it speaks for itself and the commentary must come later. But you listen, you tell me how you feel about this. <laughs> we have to talk every once in a while so we don't get sued. Princess Stephanie of Monaco, right there. That is exactly right. And then what happened? I didn't hit pause. <laughs> or did I? Uh-oh. Something went wrong! Oh, uh, well, while you're figuring that out, yes. Princess Stephanie of Monaco doing that <laughs> breathy spoken intro to In the Closet, setting us up for what sounds like will be a very tender ballad. And P.S. FYI, I do not know of any other... I know Stephanie, Princess Stephanie is... Uh, Allegedly, of you know, I'm not allegedly. She's a singer of some some repute. I can't name anything else she's ever done. But uh, of course, Michael Jackson. Only Michael Jackson would do a duet with a living princess. Well, since you ask, I just happen to have something queued up that Princess Stephanie uh, sang before this uh, in the closet cameo. In fact, I think I think in the closet may have been either the very last recording. Uh, the, the very last act of her recording career. They may there may have been one more charity thing after, really? uh, after this. But yeah, I think she put out a, she put out a couple albums before uh, in the early eighties. Um, I'm I'm gonna play a little bit of one for you. Let's see if that works. Or did or did everything break? Let's see. Wait. So are you telling me that in the closet? There's a little Princess Stephanie, irresistible. You're hearing it here first. 
on the Jackson Jackson Podcast. Oh, they fooled me. Okay, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> but there's, I, I, the next line is great, though. But I feel like, listen, I don't want to get too far away from in the closet already. I feel like, okay, to me, it's like Michael Jackson heard that and said, yes, I need that voice. And so I can distinctly imagine a scenario where Michael Jackson said, I want that voice from Irresistible well, I don't, in the closet. <laughs> I don't think that's at all what happened. <laughs> no, no, what do you think happened? I don't think he ever heard any song she ever did. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but um, according to Wikipedia, um, uh, Madonna was originally supposed to be the uh, collaborator, collaborator on In the Closet, the female collaborator, but Michael okay. Jackson deemed her lyrics a little too risque. Um, huh. That's interesting. Can based on I feel like a lot of the lyrics in this song to begin with are a little risque for oh, MJ. Definitely. Yes, the most risque, as some would say. Yes. So let's not delay and play more <laughs> in the closet today. All right. I am gonna go. Oh yeah. Well, I have to make sure that works. But I am. I am gonna go back to this Princess Stephanie jam later. I'm sure you will. Oh, here we go. There it is again. Um, but we don't want to hear this part again. No, no, no. We I can tell do, you, no, no, no. We can do that part again. I, I'm going to, I'm going to change it up a little. I'm going to play the video version. Okay. You tell me if you hear anything different. I have to say to you. Uh, if you promise, you'll understand. That doesn't sound like Princess Stephanie. Not at all. <laughs> woman, woman to man. <laughs> that's like so that that's Jaja Gabor, right? That was Tanya Roberts of Sheena, Warrior Princess. Oh, <laughs> no, shit. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Song going. I'm just kidding. Change. It's it was Naomi Campbell who was in the video. Uh, <laughs> All right, I need to hear that change. Okay. All right. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta stop this already. That's the video version, which is already throwing in way too much extra shit into exactly, the mix. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The video version um, has. It's not super different in terms of structure, but it has a lot more sound effects going on, um, and it's actually there's there's some more dynamics, um, which maybe you'll hear later if I keep going with this version. I, which would you prefer that we use as the uh, as the master for this. Oh, I would prefer the album version. Okay. Because that's the one I'm most intimately familiar with. Okay. I will. How about, let me, let me ask you this. I know, I know you're eager to get right into the music, but, um, what is, give me your, your quick impression of the song. My quick impression of this song is that it goes in six minutes long. It goes on <laughs> about three minutes too long. Um, it doesn't do enough to differentiate itself from the first two dangerous tracks. Um, but lyrically, it is another... Michael Jackson is taking us down another confusing road. And I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for that. And um, 
I don't know what I, my memories of this song, I think my memories of this song were that it was better than it actually is, but it's still not, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm trailing off. Here. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll take over. I, and I will say my memories are that the song was worse than I think it is. Um, hmm. uh, listening to this, I've enjoyed this one more than the last two more than uh jam and uh why you want to trip on me is that what it was uh-huh. yes with, yes with no question mark yeah it's uh, is it oh you know what i didn't think of that sorry to go back to go back a week but the fact that there's no question mark in that title is that does that mean that he's explaining why you want to trip <laughs> on me does is that what that means no, because no, because as we tore the whole song apart, clearly he's asking, like, listen, there's streetwalkers, there's dumb adults <laughs> who can't read. Why are you tripping out on me? I think not having the question mark is clearly a reference to Teen Wolf and the uh, T-shirt that Styles wears in Teen Wolf that says, "What are you looking at, Dick Nose?" Okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. We all know No secret, Michael Jackson is a huge Jerry Levine fan. I can't believe. Why is there no question mark? Really? Why is there no question mark? Why? Why would he not put one there? I never even. I. I just assumed. Actually, I assumed that there was one, and I even started writing up our Tumblr thing with the question mark in there. And then I look back, and it, it actually doesn't exist. And it wasn't until just now that I thought that maybe it's intentional, and that it actually has a different meaning with without the question mark but anyway that's that's last week that is so 2000 and that, late. yes <laughs> 2000 and late which i don't like that line either from that song for the longest time i thought it was just 2000 late no and when i learned that there was an and in that in that phrase i lost a lot of respect for it <laughs> well i'm sorry your opinions of the black eyed peas came crashing down <clears throat> they're they're gonna be sorry too <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so just my impression was that this was better than I remembered and better than the first two songs we've covered so far. All right, back to the music. I'm so Don't hide our love. Do, do, do we both know what she's saying? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. She can't contain herself. She's humble. Touch me. Don't hide her love, woman to man. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I got all that. Okay. How do we feel about that? Do you feel? Do, are you turned on by that kind of that kind of speak? The- um. Yeah, I mean, if somebody was saying that to me, like literally, if someone was, if someone said that to me, like in conversation, and they were like stumbling with the emotion, I think if somebody sang it to me like this, I might feel like uh, I don't know how to, you know. If someone was speaking to me in earnest, I think it would be touching. But uh, you know, if if someone was like, oh, "Wait, let me turn on this this R and B music from 1991 and speak <laughs> breathlessly into a microphone," yeah, um, so yeah, that- I mean, but I think uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and it seems like it feels like uh, yeah, it's not corny. It's not too corny anyway. I mean, it's. I feel it's in earnest. I did, it would, okay. How do you feel about it? I, I think that the sentiment is okay. It's uh, it's not. It doesn't become awkward to me until uh, the last the woman to man part of it. 
but mm-hmm. but um if someone again like you said if someone were just to say this in earnest to you like in person maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal but the addition of the synthesizers in the background and the fact that it's being <laughs> breath breath breathily whispered whatever mm-hmm. um that adds breathily, a little, breathlessly breath, with breath yes. without breath that however adds, you're doing it that adds a little element of corn to me um that i'm not super crazy about but it's not that big of a deal. He, uh, Michael Jackson has done cornier things than this. Um, it's this is no cornier than uh, than the beginning of um, was it? Uh, don't stop. Yeah, yeah. When he's talking yes, about the, when he's talking about the other. forest, the forest is. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I got to tell you something about this forest. Yeah, it's magical. So that's okay. I, I appreciate that he's trying to set up a whole scene here. That's fine. I'm fine mm. with that. Bueno. And in the video, it's nice, too. Naomi Campbell's not a bad-looking chick. That's why she's a model. Listen, I don't think... I think that Naomi Campbell is pretty, and so is the princess. I don't... To me, that's... I, I, if I was the princess, I think I'd feel a little like, hey, I know Naomi Campbell's hot, but I sang on this, and P.S., I'm royalty. <laughs> why am I not well, I don't. I don't mean... I'm not going to judge, but I think Princess Stephanie is sort of known as not that attractive. Really? I, I'm not going to say one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, uh, I think people, uh, her mother's was Grace Kelly. I think people don't necessarily compare the two. Well, I'm not, I wasn't comparing. I was, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm tripping all over I'm not, myself. I'm not <laughs> accusing you of anything. I'm, I think we're both trying to, well, I'm saying like it's not a case of like <laughs> it's not like a Millie Vanilli thing where the people who sang Millie Vanilli the music uh, were not like were they they were fine looking people but they weren't like you know I mean the Millie Vanilli guys look like male strippers there was like no <laughs> there wasn't much like the Venn diagram circles were kind of far apart on that one and I feel like you know it just kind of also seems like if you're gonna bother using someone of that stature i mean if you're taking the looks out of it if you're using someone like to me that that's like a selling point to dangerous it's like oh it's got rex and effects it's got slash and it's got the princess of monaco what well originally it was just a mystery they didn't they didn't actually credit her for a few years it was just she was just known as mystery girl Fuck. I don't even know what to think about this now. I don't even know. I don't even see. That's even crazier. That makes it kind of fun trying to figure out who it is. I would never have a clue who it was. And I don't think Princess Stephanie had too many fans in the United States. Maybe people, you know, in Europe might have figured it out. I don't know. I think her albums all kind of flopped anyway. So I don't think she had a, a ton of fans that would instantly say, oh, oh my God, that's Princess Stephanie. Tell everybody, pass it on. Well, no, but it's still interesting. I mean, I don't know. Listen, well, what do you want from me? This, this whole thing is interesting. I'm not going to deny <laughs> that. But it's it's weird that he got her to do it, but then didn't tell anybody it was her. So that that's kind of weird. It's fun. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to think anymore. My brain is fried <laughs> from everything that has just been revealed and said. But it makes sense. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to have her in this video. Like I, 
I wouldn't expect Michael Jackson to be dancing on a half-naked princess. I don't think that would ever happen. So um, it makes sense that he went, uh, he took the model route. And uh, I think, is Naomi Campbell, is she British? She could be. She has, she hasn't, well, the point is that she has, a, she has an accent as well. So, um, yeah, and her, but her accent, like, uh, you know, I was going to say her accent sounds like she's doing an impression of, <laughs> of, of like royalty, you know, okay. of, like, uh, and I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, all, all British people sound like royalty. <laughs> that's not true. That's no, not true. You're right. It's not. The Spice Girls didn't. No, they, they just looked like royalty. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you looking something up or can I, you want me to continue with the song? I'm, yeah, I, whatever I'm trying to look up, I'm trying to solve this mystery that I, I can't even explain. So yeah, I keep playing the song. Oh, wait, you have a mystery? What's your mystery? No, I, just this whole thing where it's like, <laughs> I was stunned that you said the world didn't consider Princess Monica, Princess Monica, Princess Monica. Princess Monaco? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, it just seems like Michael Jackson wouldn't, be, wouldn't pull that kind of move. What was her sister's yeah. name? Which what was the other one? Caroline was that was that the other one was that the that sister? That sounds correct. I think uh, she may have been the good-looking one, or something like that. To me, it's like if you're worried about putting good-looking people in your videos, why is George Went in the black and white video? <laughs> he's like, not. He's not, not in the song, right? So it's somebody else in the song. I don't know, man. Just you know what? We need to go further into. Let's just right, forget yeah. it. Enough about let's the princesses. Chalk this up to insanity. And, uh, okay, and, and neither of the princesses are Jedis either. Or Jedi. Is Jedi already plural? Is there Jedis? Is that a word? Uh, I think Jedi is plural of Jedi. Okay. Definitely not as many sound effects as as the video version, but it's it's still an interesting beat. I think this is uh, this is more interesting than the jam drum loop to me. As interesting as the uh, "Why You Want to Trip on Me," or more interesting than "Why You Want to Trip on Me." And I distinctly heard what sounded like a pager noise in there. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean, did you hear that? There's that there's a lot did. of weird things going on. Raleigh, do you hear a pager <laughs> beeping in this song? I, I don't think I hear the pager. I never had a pager, so. You need to listen more closely. It sounds like a pager. Is that it? Yes. It, it's the beep, beep, beep. Yes. That little thing. Maybe it's yes. a pager. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him if it is. I feel like you're being defensive because you know I already have preloaded material about pagers. But yep. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> you have some page pager jokes. I have. T- I do ten minutes on pagers. <laughs> I thought you knew this. <clears throat> My stand up act is: I open with the Princess Monaco jokes, <laughs> ten minutes on pagers, and I close with "What's the deal with these airlines?" <laughs> and then we look things up for fifteen more minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, this, is this going to be a long episode? Should we should we just warn people right now? Is it? I don't know. About, is it going? It seems like we're scooting along. We're about twenty four 
minutes into this podcast, and we're about 50, 50 seconds into the song, into one version of the song. <laughs> I mean, this could be a nine-hour in the closet <laughs> podcast. I gotta stop already. Um, first, oh, I remembered the other thing I needed to load. First, uh, I just want to say uh, this: the beat sort of reminds me of uh, the Kellis Milkshake song. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it has a similar feel. Yes, that's true. Yes, I just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there. Not a bad beat. No, not at all. Um, not at all. And then I didn't even think of that. And we also have the uh, we have the glass breaking again. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, this is becoming like the cowbell on Appetite for Destruction, yeah. where it's just showing up in every song. There's there's a lot. Yeah, was it in was it in the last one? I know for sure it was in Jam. I feel like there is a glass breaking sound effect in uh, "Why You Want to Trip on Me." Okay, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, but once is cool. Even if it's going to be a few times on a song, that's cool. But there's no reason for it to be in two songs that are like two songs apart. That's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm. I, <laughs> I'm just, I've, I've nothing, I'm already, this song is already making me apoplectic, <laughs> and, and uh, I can't even talk. I, can't, I didn't even know Naomi Campbell did, redid the fucking opening in that video. <laughs> Do you like the song? Did, did you like it before we started the podcast? <laughs> I mean, not terrible, like not, it didn't light me on fire or anything. Okay. I think I liked it slightly better than uh, When You Want a Trip. But, uh, are we ruining the song? Are we ruining the the no? Right, it doesn't the, listen, the lukewarm feelings you had for it. I think that uh, it doesn't matter if this is this isn't something like you know. I didn't spend my teenage years like listening to Dangerous Back to Front and feeling like yeah, man, this really is who I'm about or what I'm about. So I mean, if listen, I've got bigger fish to fry than if in the closet goes down in flames and we're done with this. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm a little self conscious because I feel like I sort of ruined Jam for you a little bit. I I know I was super hard on Jam and and I I make it a point to say hard on at least once for every episode. So oh oh Raleigh, don't worry, your hard on <laughs> does not affect my enjoyment of anything. And Swig a beer for the working man. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, we've gone off the rails like, <laughs> already. We don't know what's going on. All right, I'll, we'll get back on track. We'll get back to the song where I can not know what, what the words are so we can destroy this song as well. Just a lover. You're just a lover? You're just, she's just a lover. Oh, she's just a lover. She's just a lover. She's just a lover. The next line I don't know. It sounds like who may be by. Well, that would certainly be a little more be a little more interesting and make a little more sense. But the line is actually she's just a lover who's doing me by. Who's doing me by? Yeah. Does that tie into whatever the next line is, or or should that make more sense than it does? 
Well, you know, I feel like as this verse goes on, it's not going to make any more sense other than I think what he's trying to convey is that he's not like as in love with her as she is in, in love with him. I feel like that's the point. Like he's like when he says Wait, she's, she's just not. Love her, he's, did huh? you say he's not in love with her as much as she is of him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And this next line, I don't know either. Is it is it worth a given? Is it worth the giving? Is it worth a gibbon? Oh no no, it's saying it's saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. She's just a lover who's doing me by. It's worth the giving. It's worth the try. Who's doing me by? It's I don't know what any of that means. I Whatever. think he's saying like you know she's just around. She's good for now, but you know what? It's worth maybe putting a little more effort into. Okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. For a dollar. For dollar twenty nine, the price of bat dance. <laughs> that, that prince is you trying to pull. You can't put a price on bat dance. Are I can. Crazy? I can put I a price you on lost it. Lost your mind. This entire podcast. I, I'm pretty sure I can find bat dance. The whole Batman album. I can probably find it used for I don't know four or five dollars. I could probably find it for two dollars on eBay. That's true. But how many songs on that soundtrack are of the bat dance caliber? Not many. I'm going to tell you only one. I'm telling you right now, Rod. I'm looking you right in the eye and I'm telling you right now. Party man. Huh? Party man. Party man and bat dancer. The only pieces of shit worth a shit on that piece of shit. Is 200 balloons on the album or is that only on the single? Because that's a good song. That's... I think that that might just be a single track. Okay. Well, all right. Maybe it is worth a dollar twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Or I could just buy a tape player and play the tape I that think, I have. I don't. I think. I don't think Naomi Campbell is more attractive than Princess Stephanie. I don't think Princess Stephanie is more attractive than Naomi Campbell. But you know what I do think? Interesting. Bat dance, bat dance is more attractive than both of them. Okay. Yes. I'll. I'll. Yeah. I'll agree with that for sure. Um. <clears throat> what do you think of the verse so far? I mean, you know, I think he. I think Michael Jackson is. In the, if I may paraphrase Chris Rock, Michael Jackson is doing the best he can to appear like a mammal. <laughs> uh, I think he's conveying words that relate to a situation people could identify with. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It's nothing, uh, nothing brilliant yet, um, and but nothing horrible. It's just a little, uh, little tough to understand. I think this one's a little more tough to understand for me than the past couple have been. Um, but, yeah. but I'm fine with the verse. I, the melody's okay. It's nothing. Again, nothing super special, but not that bad. It reminds me of something I have not been able to put. Uh, uh, I've not been able to place it yet. I'm, I'm not sure what the what the melody of the verse sounds like, but. I want to say it's like a Mariah Carey song, but I could be wrong. But regardless, it would have come after this. All right, here's another. Here's an, the second half of the first verse. Too much cleavage? <laughs> you cannot cleave it. You cannot cleave it. What the hell does that mean? You, you can't take a cleaver and cut <laughs> it up. Is that really? Is that really I, what the line is? Yes, you cannot cleave it. <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to cleave me. 
Listen, that was a so I feel like, and this is what's so crazy about it. It's like I feel like he got a princess to sing the opening of this because it it uses a lot of like medieval imagery or like a little like <laughs> it seems like he's speaking in old English. You know, cleave is that an old English term? I mean, have you that when they talk about like Jack the Ripper and they say he cleaved up a prostitute on uh whatever. That's true. In Whitechapel or wherever that happened. <laughs> it's very topical too. Jack the Ripper's in the news again these days. Good, good <laughs> you know. Good just job when with you that. Thought it was safe to go back in the streets. <laughs> Jack the Ripper returns. <laughs> I don't. I don't know hardly any of those words either. I, I don't know what the hell he's yeah. singing about. He says, "You cannot cleave it or put it in the furnace. You Whoa. cannot wet it. You cannot burn it." Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> so he's either talking about a woman's fiery passion for him or a new super Pokemon. <laughs> so we have some. Uh, there's there's a little confusion. So I didn't know those were the words, first of all. And it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice if he enunciated a little better because those are some uh, those are some um, serious words coming out of Michael Jackson's mouth. Um, I, he, you're right. He hasn't he hasn't gone that far necessarily since uh, the hot candle wax. This these <laughs> these lines may top hot candle wax. Which was in, uh, was that in... Was that Rock With You? Uh, don't, I don't know. One of those. It was either Rock With You or Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I don't remember. Probably, probably Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Um, but, so he's talking about, he's saying you can't burn it? You cannot wet it, you cannot burn it. You can't wet it and you can't burn it. You can't, you can't do either? It's an all new space age polymer. Here's... girls love. Here's the thing, though. Both of those, if you were to say them in the affirmative, both would be adequate, like, sexual metaphors. Like, a woman can burn Mm -hmm. with passion or whatever, and a woman can be wet. (laughs) Raleigh, there's no need for the toilet. (laughs) What does it mean that you're saying... He's talking about. I think he's talking about her general feelings for him. That like he can't, like he can't. He hasn't been able to like throw wa- cold water on her and be like, "Hey." But why? 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 Why is he wasting these metaphors? Raleigh, nothing about this song makes sense. Nothing. He gets the princess of a, a European country to sing on the beginning. Doesn't <laughs> tell anybody it's her. Has Naomi Campbell redo it, and now he's speaking about cleaving love and putting it in a furnace. It could make so much more sense, though, if he just changed a few words. There's no reason for him to use the word cleave. That could have been anything. It was the first line of the ver- of the stanza. It, he wasn't. It doesn't rhyme with anything later on. Oh, he's God, obviously what just is trying he doing? to get that. He's trying to hook in the Ivy League listener. <laughs> I don't know who he's trying to hook in with this. It doesn't make any sense. I just, I just told you the Ivy, the Ivy League listener. The Ivy League. Imagine, if you will, picture in your mind's eye someone in a yacht off the coast of New Haven. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yes, I can. there are many things I cannot cleave either. <laughs> I 
I like this. Alright. First, just, I want to clarify. Is it she wants to give it or she wants to get it or is it both? Uh, she wants to give it. She wants to give it. Okay. Because yeah. I, I definitely was going both ways for that for that section. I Sometimes I thought it was one. Sometimes I thought it was the other. So you're saying it's give. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, because that, that that jibes with the whole thing in the song is that she's yeah yeah. No, absolutely. Listen, let me explain this to you five more times. I'm not. Cri- you're not <laughs> I'm not. I'm not criticizing either choice. Um, although personally, it would have been more interesting if he said both give and get. But, but you know, I'm I'm only here to rewrite his song. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm here. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to rewrite a song. Oh, I'm here to uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I like I like this little addition of a pre-chorus. He hasn't he hasn't done that. I don't believe on any songs on this album yet. So I like that he's not just having these verses run into a chorus and then you repeat the chorus fifteen times. So it's a nice change. It's a little repetitive, but not that bad. Because there's nice, there's really nice harmonies in that section, and not only for the the she wants to give it, there's he's doing at least a three part harmony for that line. But at the same time, there's a, there's another like three or four part harmony coming in as a background vocal, like at the very end of that. Um, I'm gonna play that little smidge again. right there so many layers of vocals which i don't think he's really uh, i don't think he's done that so much on this album um until now and i'm very happy that he's doing that it's it's a strong point of his and i'm glad he's glad he's doing it well we're just glad that michael's back to the several layer for me situation oh it's really good for our country So now we're going back into what are we going into? Oh, we're I think we're going into the spoken word part again. No, uh, are we? I don't think we are yet. I think so. Let's see. Let's solve this mystery. Oh. Oh. Here we go. So I was writing the lyrics. I was trying to um, translate the lyrics based on the video version, as opposed to the. Uh, the album version, which is what we're playing now. So I have not even attempted to translate this verse. The, in the video version, it goes right to the um, spoken word part again. Ah. Uh, okay. Another trash decision by the video version. <laughs> They're about the same length, too, which is kind of strange. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Why don't you taste it? Yeah. And he's complaining that Madonna had two risque lyrics. Well, I think the the issue is that his lyrics aren't that risque. He's just taking single words that can be or or he's he's taking single words that are typically part of risque lyrics and almost watering them down. <laughs> he's just you know, saying, he says I the word wet, he says burn, he says taste, um, but not in a, almost not in a risque way. The, the taste it sort of is, but the other ones 
They're just, he's just yeah. throwing these words into a blender and that's it. Yeah, sure, sure. And, uh, you know, I really feel that, uh, you know, maybe he, it wasn't that he had an issue with Madonna's, uh, lyrics per se. When you look at, um, people, artists who have collaborated that are on the same level like that, like it took me a really long time to realize that Run DMC's version of Walk This Way with Aerosmith was uh, a Run DMC song and not an Aerosmith song for whatever reason, because I just I thought, like, well, that must be, Aerosmith does so much shit on it, it must be an Aerosmith song. And um, in the same way that people, you know, just ton, like, there's tons of the hip hop songs now where people are like, Oh, you know, I do you know that the one verse like the, like I can't even remember what songs like Nicki Minaj did verses on or whatever, but that's the, like the only selling point of like a lot of the hip hop songs that she was on that she you know like she's the only notable part of that like nine minute horror movie song that Kanye West did, uh, and and that song is Jay Z, and she makes Jay Z's verse look like so stupid, and I feel like. That's probably like maybe Michael Jackson's afraid. Like Madonna's going to show me up, so let me move to people who are less powerful. Yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, you know, <laughs> Naomi Campbell had not yet shown how powerful she could be. She had not yet thrown a cell phone at anyone, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think that was still a few years off. Yeah, but she, she had not reached her uh, her final form, as people <laughs> on the internet say. I don't think she ever did. She ever have a song or she never attempted to be a singer did she it's not like she's well, even Raleigh, there's, there's no singing a, here let me uh let me look into this uh okay. if uh, i can uh, i'll just I'll, I'll just uh, give me a moment here to uh, <laughs> tom snyder impression <laughs> I, uh, I really think that naomi campbell oh um she has uh she uh put out at least one album in 1994 really? oh yeah, my god riding the wave of this album yeah, clearly, certainly, certainly. I wonder if anybody um, bought it. Uh, Let's ask Jeeves. Uh, it it receives two stars on all music, hmm. but uh, it reached the seventy five position in the UK charts in nineteen ninety four. Okay. Um, PM Dawn, and that was uh, a big deal for, then, huh? And that was a big deal then. It probably sold more albums than whatever is number one on the Billboard chart now. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, here we go. I'm should, I should just read this dumb thing up top here. This dumb thing. This summary that'll tell us everything we need to know. Uh, Baby don't don't insult Wikipedia. And only, huh? Don't insult Wikipedia. It's it's the backbone of this podcast. I'm not. And so I'm going to read this. <laughs> I'm going to read this as if I'm on the television news. Okay. Baby Woman is the album debut and the only release of fashion model Naomi Campbell released in 1994 by Epic Records. It generally received negative reviews from critics and was a commercial failure in the UK, where it didn't reach a higher position than 75 on the album chart. However, the album was a success in Japan and sold over 1 million copies worldwide. Booyah. So, you know. Well, good for her. Yeah, listen, I don't want to listen. I, I, I'm trying to be fair about uh, this whole Princess Naomi Campbell thing. I just I just feel bad that, like, well, if you, I don't you know, you, Rex and Effects on a, are on that fucking Michael Jackson album. And Michael didn't, I don't know, maybe he threw, but I guess, you know, you know what? He did the same thing in the black and white video where he had the Macaulay Culkin lip sync whoever rapped on black and white. 
Yeah, yeah. And and uh, did Heavy D appear in that video? I think Heavy D was in that scene as well. Yeah, he's just. I think he's just standing around. Yeah, but it's not. It's not him that did the rap either. Yeah, Heavy D is like the Boba Fett of this album. Like he's just around. <laughs> he does very little, but he's around. Interesting decisions, and I wish we had Michael Jackson to answer them for us. Maybe there's a pop-up video or something we can consult uh, after after this episode or before the black or white episode at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but good good for Naomi Campbell for turning this into something. At least she at least she gave it a shot. Um, my uh, my thoughts when I first when I first listened to this song and we had I think there's a total of like three spoken word parts from the the female cameo. Um, I thought they were super corny um, because they were spoken word. Um, I just tend to think uh, spoken word is best if it's uh, used sparingly. I think three full verses of spoken word. Uh, is kind of lame, especially if the person's not actually going to sing at any point. Um, but the more I listened to it, the more I didn't mind these sections. Um, I, I was wondering what would this sound like if it had a female, like if it had a a, a, a sing a singing voice behind it instead of a spoken spoken word, and. I don't know if they if these sections would be more effective with more power or more melody. I think it's uh I think the way they are um the spoken part, I think it's enough of a dynamic that it pulls the entire song back. Like it grabs the whole song by the leash and yanks it back in preparation for the choruses that come after it. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's an odd it's an odd decision. But it's also, um, I mean, it's, to me, it seems like an experiment that maybe didn't work out, but at least it's something a little bit different, um, you know? He could have, he should have had Latoya do it. That would, that would add a nice, fun element if it was brother, <laughs> brother and sister. <laughs> That's what I thought it yeah. was at first, actually. I thought it was, I thought it sounded kind of like Latoya Jackson. Well, there's no way he was going to do something with Latoya before he did something <laughs> with Janet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that would really, like, you know, I think, you know, Michael Jackson knew the hierarchy. <laughs> and uh, that would have been interesting, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's dig back into this song. There's a little, there's a little aside there in, in the She Wants to Get It. It sounds like somebody saying "dare me." Or, yes, that is true. That is true. Do you dare hear that? Me is there someone does say "dare me"? At, oh, it's written. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's good. Okay, good. Dare me. It should have been. It should be Phil Anselmo doing these spoken parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he really emphasizes the woman to man part because <laughs> Phil Anselmo obviously he's wrestled with gender issues. Uh, so, and you know, I will say that uh, I was never a huge Pantera guy, and I think Phil Anselmo. But I, I am interested to see how Phil Anselmo goes on with his career. He seems like an interesting person. Okay. I think he's, is he back with Super Joint Ritual right now? 
I think oh, they're golly. I, th- I think I they're know. doing something. One thing in life you must understand. There are no secrets. You take this love. <laughs> well, we fulfilled the Pantera requirement of this podcast. <laughs> there are no secrets. Make your move. Set me free. Uh, so uh, let me let me understand the gist of the song again. She's she's in love with him. He's not totally into it. But what is she daring him to do? Is is she? She's. I think. Okay, this is the way I read the situation, and I think we've all been here. <laughs> that this woman is super into him. He's obviously on the fence. But the thing that he just he just doesn't want to. He's not sure that he can give her what she wants, and she's daring him to be like. You know, come on, just take this wild ride for with me. What's the worst that could happen? Okay. And you know, do you think um, Tatum O'Neill inspired this? She seems to be uh, very forward. <sighs> wow, that's a really good point. You know, I really for a second there before I thought this podcast is going completely off the rails and that we'd be uh, barreling down into a river. But yeah, that's a <laughs> that is uh, you know for for the. Uh, you know, for the uninitiated, you know, there is a pretty famous story about Tatum O'Neill hanging out with Michael Jackson and kind of like putting pressure on him to, uh, you know, be romantic. And that that's very, could you, do you think I, that's that's a good point? That could be. I do uh, now. Huh? I do now. Huh, you know. But, uh, you know, but also that's, a, that's another thing of like, listen. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here that uh, Tatum O'Neill's family life is just as crazy as Michael's. <laughs> and oh, I think oh that, definitely. Uh, I think that Michael's probably like, "Hey, listen, I got enough drama. I don't need I don't need Ryan O'Neill showing up here <laughs> or Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Uncle Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody want a Kazam? Oh wait, Shaq's probably younger than her, right? Shaq is younger than Tatum O'Neal. Nephew Shaq. Someone wanted to be nephew. Not in front of Shaq. (laughs) Okay, so go ahead. No, that that's if they remake twins, it has to be Tatum O'Neal. Identical cousins. (laughs) Um, So we've got. uh, So so you said. She's in love with him. He's he's not into that. He's kind of he's not ready for that yet. Then what the hell is he saying in this chorus? Why why is he saying? Why does he seem to be turning around on on that idea? Why does he seem like like he not only wants to give it to her? I I think well maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't. He's, maybe he never he's does. She wants to give it. She wants to give it. Yeah. And, and I think he's just he's just taking stock of the situation. Okay, so so there's something about her that he wants to give it to her. But do you think he does? I I felt like he did, but maybe I was just interpreting well, this wrong. Well, you know, at the top of the thing he's like, you know, in the first verse he's like it's maybe it's worth a try, you know, because yeah. this this woman's love for me seems pretty rock solid. Uh, so, but she is a lover. 
He he does admit at the top. Well, that's what he says. She's she's just a lover. Even if he's minimizing that and saying she's just a lover, she is still a lover, which suggests that uh, they did give it to each other. Yeah, but he's speaking, uh, you know, she wants to give it like her. She wants to give her entire love and being and what she wants to be. She wants to go steady and wear my letter jacket and... Uh, you know, I ripped that thing up and when I turned into a werewolf. Because <laughs> uh, right. I'm not like other boys. Well, we'll see. As as the song goes on, we'll see if we think he does turn and give it to... Give this... Give this love. Love. Basically, he's saying, yeah, I'll do it, but we have to keep it on the down low. Okay. The secret has been revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's obviously saying there's something about you, baby, that makes me want to give it to you. What are some of the other... Do you have... Uh, is there anything acknowledged in the lyrics uh, that he's saying like in between some of those? I know he's saying something, but I don't know what it is. Uh, there's something about you, baby, that makes me want to give it to you. I swear. There's something about you, baby. I swear. Okay. Just promise me, whatever we say or whatever we do to each other, for now, we'll make a vow to just keep it in the closet. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I love the chorus. I love this mm-hmm. chorus. Um, it's been the best one for me. And all the choruses have been decent on this album so far. Jams was... Jams was a little better than uh, whatever the other one was. <laughs> why you want to? Yeah, why you want to trip? But this this has been definitely the best chorus. Um, it's not just uh, he doesn't just re- repeat himself over and over again. He does say the line a couple times. Um, uh, but um, in this case, he says uh, he says there's something about you, baby, that makes me want to give it to you. And then I think the second time through. Uh, he just says, there's something about you, baby. And then the chorus is kind of cut short. And then there's a little, then there's the little pause. And then there's the little spiel about keeping it in the closet. And then there's the big boom hit. And I think there's another glass being broken or something. I, I like this. I like this chorus a lot. This has been the most yeah, effective this is a one. Solid, this is definitely a solid chorus. Yeah. I can't argue. Yeah. And I think at this point, must we address the in the closet part? I mean, what, what? I don't like, know. What, yeah. what do we, we have to address? Keeping something in the closet, surely by 1991, I think that took on a meaning that was more specifically about uh, uh, hiding your sex, your your sexuality, and he uses it in uh, in in a more casual way or not casual but in a more uh traditional way um but how could how could he possibly not have thought hey actually people are going to interpret this a completely different way like maybe well, i should maybe i should come up with something else like maybe i should just maybe i should call the song 
keep it under wraps. Well, even that. I mean, I think that I think what you're looking at is that weird combination of like he's so removed from everyday life, he has a, a lack of self awareness, but also combined with like an, uh, a huge ego. Like, I mean, listen, we all want to believe Michael Jackson was like a soft, gentle pixie who never harmed anybody. But, you know, you don't become that famous without, you know, having a lot of belief in yourself and a lot of uh, making a lot of hard decisions. And I think he felt like, I can say this and, you know, nobody, you know, my fans are going to understand what I mean and they're not going to take it the wrong way and the people who really support me. And, uh, you know, I, but also it's that lack of self-awareness where after this, when the shit really hit the fan, he made that crazy, like, soft porno video with Lisa Marie oh, yeah. where he's like, look at how heterosexual I am. And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, that's not really what we were trying to say. Like, uh, or this isn't the correct response to what's, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and this, this was similarly criticized for, for, uh. Uh, protesting too much about heterosexuality um, because of the lines uh, when whenever they speak the phrase woman to man that that to me is the most awkward thing in this entire song anytime that that line shows up not just because of the context it's just it's a uh, it's just an awkward phrase and it doesn't make any sense I mean it's clearly a woman's voice uh, speaking to Michael Jackson, a man's voice. So why are we, why do we have to say woman to man? Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. It is awkward and weird and uh, like belaboring a point that doesn't need to be. Yeah. Not saying Uh it, um, not saying it, it would have been, there would have been a wider audience to relate to the song. So it wouldn't have just, it could have been men to women or men to yeah. men or women to women or, you know, any combination thereof. Um, so he's, I feel like he's limiting, he's limiting his audience by uh, um, over clarifying. Yeah, but I mean, you could also, yeah, that's true. But, uh, well, you know, Michael Jackson is never really. I mean, I feel like uh, even though he's famous for telling like stories, like doing like story songs, I don't think like Billie Jean is a great song, but it is like really weird when you sit down and look at it. Like, you know, he's where, you know, every other pop song in the world is like, yeah, I was with that girl or whatever. And Billie Jean is like, he's like, I am not the father of that child. (laughs) It's like, what? Like, I don't even remember that being, like, a super huge... Like, and in the pantheon of Michael Jackson, like, does anybody ever talk about the fact that some lady said that he fathered her child at a wedlock? Like, nobody thinks about that anymore. Well, it was a big deal then. Um, Yeah, certainly, certainly. But to directly... To directly respond to it in a song, like to me, that's something like no, I can't think of anybody else who would even do that. Is is that yeah. why you think it's so ridiculous? Because nobody, almost nobody, could possibly relate to it. Well, no, I think it's ridiculous because that's something where it's like, you think it's even so- in even in the early '80s, that's something like, oh my god, you had a child at a wedlock. Like, who cares? You know, there's all this like war <laughs> going on and shit, and like the price of oil is out of control, and it's like it's anybody else. I feel would be like just 
like issue a press release and be like, this woman is lying or like, like my private life is my private life. Let me do my other thing. And to write like, yeah, he could write a song about it, but like to be so specifically like, like I swear the kid is not my son. Like, <laughs> okay, let's be super literal. But it's a, it's a great song though. Yeah. Yeah. Of course Just, it's a great song. Despite the lyrics. So the risk was worth it. It paid off. But he could have been saying, like, the song is so good, he, granted, the song is so good, he could have been saying anything. He could have been singing his shopping list. Okay. But yeah. to me, what's weird is that he would, to me, it has the precision of, like, a super political song, uh, you know, like, USA for Africa or something like that, you know, or, like, a, a really pointed, like, a, a really pointed protest song, you know, like, here's to the state of Richard Nixon, where it's like, you don't need to, like, who... <laughs> like everything is driving me crazy today about this. Like, I don't understand why it's just such an odd reaction, you know? Because he was, uh, I, I, I don't know, that stuff just seems to affect, have affected him in such a different way. Whereas, you know, who knows how untold women probably think Prince fathered a, a baby of theirs at a wedlock. And Prince is just like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to write a song about a raspberry beret. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's not so. Okay. Well, let's move on with the song. Okay. Um, what are we up to? We just finished the chorus. I love that chorus. That is fantastic. It basically, uh, we're sort of hitting the reset button, which, which we've known is a favorite of, uh, Michael Jackson's composition techniques on this album so far, which is well, it it, it changes a little bit. I, I won't I won't completely criticize him. This is the first time where he hits the reset button and things are slightly different. The boys are waiting. If you can get it. <laughs> up until that fourth line he was doing so good with uh <laughs> yeah with yeah. Uh, up until the fourth line all i was thinking was wow i know what the hell he's saying it makes sense maybe this should have been at the top of the song and then they throw in the uh i i, I believe the line is because if it's achy or aching you have to rub it Yes, because uh, if it's aching, you have to rub it. I think I think I only knew that because I read it somewhere accidentally. I th the first couple times I heard it, I thought it was because if it's stinky, you have to rub it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're talking about athletes, but certainly <laughs> if it's stinky, if you it's rub it. if it's stinky Sullivan, Kirk Cameron, you have to rub it. Oh my God, I forgot about that minor character from that '80s sitcom you just referenced. <laughs> Um, okay, how do we feel about <laughs> if it's aching, you have to rub it? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, Stinky you're just, Sullivan, you, Stinky Sullivan was not friends. He was friends with... Uh, oh, he was friends with Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Seaver, not Mike Seaver. Okay, Chris Is Seaver. he... Wait, did he... Eh, whatever. What? Did Boner, he... Bon, Boners to Bone is the Boner, one who yeah, himself Boner. in Olympic Park. Was... It, was I'm thinking of the kid from Who's the Boss. I was gonna, I was gonna say, was Ben the sitcom character um, from ABC that came out of the closet? 
later on. No, but that, that was, was Dan, you're that's right, the kid Danny from Pintaro. Uh, yeah, I never, re- I didn't really watch Who's the Boss. I didn't like that show. Uh, well, if you had stayed in Connecticut, you would have been forced to like it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> tell you how exciting it was that a, a sitcom was taking place in Connecticut, in Fairfield, Connecticut, of all fucking places, where I was fucking living at that time. I was psyched for Judith Light. Wow. I met Judith Light once. She was she's a very nice person. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I always wondered, did Dennis the Menace take place in Connecticut, the 60s version? Um, I used to watch Dennis the Menace when it was on Nickelodeon, um, back when it was Dennis the Menace and Lassie. And... Oh. Uh, I feel like I saw an episode of Dennis the Menace once where they referred to uh, the Charter Oak, which I believe is in Hartford, Connecticut. You know, I uh, I don't know where Dennis the Menace took place. I I don't know if it was ever established, okay. and uh, maybe I I'm not even sure if the Charter Oak is in Hartford. But obviously, uh, I can uh, figure this out in two seconds. That's not. It's not super important right now. Charter Oak, yes, Charter Oak State College is in New Britain, Connecticut. The college is the actual Charter Oak, also in Connecticut. Well, it doesn't. Um, are you talking about the the tree? The tree itself, yeah. Because I I feel like there was an episode of Dennis Menace where they they visited. Yes, the Charter Oak uh, was. Uh, an unusually large white oak tree uh, growing from around the 12th or 13th century until, <laughs> until it fell during Dennis a storm the in 1856 <laughs> in, in Hartford, Connecticut. Wait, in what year? 1856? Yes. Well, that's clearly before 100 years before Dennis the Menace was filmed. Is there still, <laughs> is there still a stump? Uh, let, me, let me skip ahead to the relics section. Huh. <clears throat> We need to come up. I need to write some looking things up music. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything left of it. There, it says that uh, the desk of the governor of Connecticut, as well as, as well as the chairs for the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President of the Senate in the state capitol, were made from wood salvaged from the Charter Oak. And a wooden baseball made from the Charter Oak was presented by the Charter Oak Engine Company Number no. 1 in 1860 to the Charter Oak Baseball Club of Brooklyn. Wow. That is amazing stuff. <laughs> this, is the, this is the greatest podcast on earth. Listen, we're covering everything. <laughs> Growing pains, the Charter Oak. <laughs> I love it. But I will have to do some research later, and maybe by next week I'll figure out where Dennis the Menace was filmed or where it was supposed to take place. Um, where in in the closet are we? <laughs> oh, we're in the second uh, verse. Oh, we, we just are, uh, we just got to the just, aching rub it part. Yeah, we're just done with Stephanie's uh, uh, decree that if it is aching, you have to rub <laughs> it. Her royal decree. <laughs> yep. I can't believe a princess said that on a recording with Michael Jackson. That's what I'm talking about. If she's going to this extreme and putting herself out there like that, <laughs> why are you just going to replace her with Naomi Campbell in the video? <laughs> Naomi Campbell can't even get higher than 75 in the British charts. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you making a reference to Star Wars or are you making a reference to... Legend of Zelda, the cartoon. 
God. <laughs> yeah, that's a, do you think she really said that? Do you think that was really her or do you think they uh, hired somebody else? Is there, is there any proof that this is even Princess Stephanie? Michael Jackson could have just made that up after the fact. Why, but what, what way did he stand to gain from lying about that? I, I don't know. I mean, how could it have been a secret for so long? Nothing is a secret for that long anymore. But uh, how long was it a secret? Uh, uh, Wikipedia said it was years. Several well, then years. I guess that's why it was a secret. Years. Because she was talking about rubbing things that ache. Maybe. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that seems plausible. That's such an awkward line. Why is that in there? And and what could Madonna have come up with that was worse than that for for a Michael Jackson song? I'm sure yeah. Madonna would have watered her her act down for a Michael Jackson album. You know what? I mean, maybe my, maybe Madonna like came on to him or something. Maybe she was just like, hmm. you know. I mean, if Madonna tried to, I, I could see Michael being, listen, I'm running through so many scenarios in my head <laughs> as to why that didn't work out. Because you're right. Madonna, I, don't, I can't think of anything Madonna ever did that was like a, more super intense than that, at least not in that time period. Right. Yeah, 90, what is this, 91? What, what was yeah. Is this after uh, what was what was Madonna up to in 1991? Was this before was this before or after Vogue? This was like around the Dick Tracy time. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. That had uh, to be that had that was after Vogue. Vogue was probably like 90 or something. Uh, 1991. This is uh, she didn't do anything between Like a Prayer and Erotica, which came out in 1992. Oh God, that song's horrible. <laughs> so uh yeah this is like she was in dick tracy where admittedly she i mean she was very i think a lot of what happened in dick tracy was very risque and i think there was i think around that time she did the there was a obscure song she did maybe that was related to dick tracy about being spanked or maybe that was on erotica i don't remember hmm. but like yeah she listen, she wasn't saying anything crazier than um you know, uh, you know, if it's aching, you gotta rub it. Yeah. Okay, but we have if it's aching, something about rubbing it, and that made it to the video, and that made it to MTV. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't have been that bad, or maybe just nobody understood what it was. Not too risque for MTV at the time. Well, no, certainly not when you had the singer of Jackal walking around naked with a chainsaw. <laughs> that was not before this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so confident. You know your Jackal history. <laughs> no, I don't know when that was. Oh, Spe- come on. Speaking of Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we got a phone call. <laughs> Great. This will be awesome. Uh, hey, this is Howard Stern. <laughs> yes, go ahead, Mr. Stern. What an honor, Mr. Stern. I, I just wanted to let you guys know that if you're going to do uh, fake phone calls, you should probably do it with a megaphone instead of uh, whatever that other, whatever that bullshit was you were doing last week. Uh, Mr. Stern, you do not sound as uh, neurotic as uh, 
as you usually do. Are you on Quaaludes right now? Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. <laughs> oh, folks, that wasn't really Howard Stern. We were fooled. Was that Captain <laughs> Jenks? Uh, yes. It was the king of all crank calls. Mm-hmm. Was it? Uh, I'm just going to start naming uh, Stern Show regulars now. Was it Stuttering John? Was it? Uh, <laughs> was it uh, Steve Grillo? It was. Uh, it was uh, Eric the Midget. <laughs> I don't think that's what he likes to be called. I don't think that's the politically correct thing to call him. And uh, <clears throat> but then again, he might not even be real. I mean, he could be <laughs> totally made up. <clears throat> I'm gonna keep. I just this assume one. everything on Howard Stern is totally made up. It's all a bit. None of it is real. They're all actors, <laughs> right? Just like Michael Jackson never existed. Did you ever see him in person? I had a friend who saw him at a, at a boardwalk in baseball. Oh, really? Who is this yeah. friend? Maybe they want to get. His, his name is Andrew McMahon. I think he needs to be on the next episode. <laughs> Maybe. I think we need to get a. Previous aforementioned um, C. Lamar, I think he would be a good guest to have. Mm-hmm. And he here, have... I see Raleigh is nodding in improvement. Yes, as long nodding as in does he does he have Skype? Does he have the Skype? I'm sure he does, but if he doesn't, you know, he's got a whole professional podcasting setup. Oh, in there his we layer. go. Maybe we'll all take a trip over to his house. That would be. Then you could get those. Uh, remember those bacon things he made that one time. Mm. yeah we personally know c lamar of lamar's media daily podcast we've been to his house several times (laughs) yes we watched the super bowl there yes who was the uh who was the musical guest that year i don't remember Mm. i don't don't remember either i don't know wasn't michael jackson et with you later oh yeah that was the same night yeah. I didn't get all the way through, but I neither did I because we both started crying. <laughs> There's something about E. T. that makes me want to give it to him. That was the corniest of all the three so far. The rhymes were so basic. I'm sure Princess Stephanie could do better than that. Well, I mean, Krishan could definitely do better than that. Uh, Can I make a Krishan Krishan reference? Go ahead. Maybe. I just uh, done. Spit a few verses. (laughs) Well, you know, you you refer to Stephanie. Uh, Monaco, which I'm now calling her Stephanie Monaco, as being basic, <laughs> and that just made me think of uh, Louis Louis Prada Prada. <laughs> Stephanie, and I bet Ac-Monico. I would like to hear huh? Stephanie Ock Monaco. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to dignify that for a mark. Um, I would like to hear a remix of this with Chris Sean doing verses 
about Arby's and, uh, and Phil and Somo doing the spoken word. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad that nobody will ever, uh, remix Michael Jackson songs with terrible guest stars and release <laughs> them. It's, it's too bad. That's never going to happen. It'll happen someday. Um, so I think we have a little, uh, we have a problem. She mentions that there's passion burning inside of her, but I thought Michael Jackson said earlier that you can't, it doesn't burn. She doesn't burn. Well, he meant that he can't burn up her love, like in the way that a, a guy would burn up a girl. He couldn't, he can't make her, he can't make her love evaporate by burning her up he, over things. Huh. He can't. Like I mean, like like I mean, in this in the sense, like if he stood her up like three nights in a row, most people would be really burned up about that. But she's not. Well, she's see. Here's here's the problem. What Michael doesn't realize is, uh, you can fight fire with fire. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't know what sense that makes. I feel like um, if she actually. She actually is burning with passion, and Michael Jackson isn't able to extinguish her. I don't. He's not able to extinguish her love with more fire. Is that what you said? Is that sort of the gist? No, no. <laughs> what I mean is like, so she's got this passion, right? And it burns. It burns yeah. independently of anything else. Yes. And he, he he can't like burn her up in the sense of like making her mad by being like, you know, oh yeah, let's totally meet up. And then he doesn't show up. Or if he says like, yeah, I'll call you, and he doesn't call her. That just she makes. Doesn't that make her more passionate? Well, apparently, or her pa- her passion is a perpetual motion thing. Yeah. And so it's the same. So <clears throat> so in the in the sense of this song. They're not. They're not following that. They're not following the idea that you can fight fire with fire. I think. I think you're trying to bait me into some kind of Metallica thing here, and uh, <laughs> I kind of don't appreciate it. I'm just trying. I'm trying to make more sense of the song than it deserves. <laughs> I'm just gonna hit play again. Okay. I'm just gonna get to the goddamn chorus, which is the best part. It's the spell. Now, a little interesting tidbit there. In this part of the chorus, where where are we? Is this the was that the second chorus or the third chorus? <clears throat> that, I think uh, that was the second. Uh, second, the so, second chorus. So this time, I told you before. Uh, he goes through the chorus. Something about you, baby, that makes me want to give it to you. There's something about you, baby, and then the chorus ends. This time around. He says, there's something about you, baby, that makes me want to give it to you. There's something about you, baby, that makes me want. And then he stops. Mm-hmm. After yeah, yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. So, no, no, he stops in a different place this time. Um, I don't know if that's if this is intentional. I think it's a I think it's a really cool thing if it's intentional. If he's if he's purposely um, <clears throat> taking taking and adding words from the chorus to give it totally different meanings because all, all of those things mean different things. There's something, there's something about you, baby. That means one thing. There's something about you, baby, that makes me want to give it to you. 
and there's something about you, baby, that makes me want. Those are yeah. three totally different things. And I hope, I, I hope I'm not giving him too much credit. I hope that was all on purpose because that's really cool. And that's, I imagine that's, it was. That is I, cool I mean, songwriting. Yeah, like listen, he he was the uh, top of the top of the world, and like he got there doing making decisions like that. I think even that he could salvage something as messy as this with that kind of move, you know. Um. So, uh, I would I would imagine that was totally intentional. Good. And uh, yeah, now have- I have to say, we have reached a part. We have reached. A point in the song where I feel like nothing, there are no other really significant changes. <laughs> there. Yeah, there's a bridge. <clears throat> there's there's some stuff that happens at the end also. Okay. We're not we're not ready to go on autopilot yet. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> oh wait, we we weren't already on autopilot. <laughs> oh, see, he's saying something now. I think we're going to a bridge. Yeah. A little bridge. Not a great bridge. No. It, it, not by a long shot. It heightens the tension. Um, with the chords and the and the sounds, and he's certainly doing his best with uh, adding extra grunts and things like that. Um, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. Um, <clears throat> but for me, um, this part of the song, um, the bridge, um, is the point where I realize how much cooler everything would have been if it was like real instruments, like some guitar. If these, if those had been real strings and real horns mm-hmm. or something like that, um, yeah, it, it's I guess this 90, 1991 garbage again, where you think the only musical thing you need to do is hit a drum loop and hit a couple keys on the synthesizer. It's not enough. It's not enough for me, at least. For the rest of the song, yeah. it's been okay, but mm-hmm. but now at this bridge it becomes painfully obvious that it's like it's dated and this is going to be stuck in 1991. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't enough of an organic feel. And, uh, you know, he, Michael Jackson is certainly capable of being organic at times, but, um, yeah, I don't, it just, uh, yeah, I don't know what motivated that. I guess maybe, I don't know. It seems like the shadow of thriller, he kind of, you know, he kind of did the same thing on Bad, where it's like there's just tons of like synthetic things and kind of schmaltzy. I, mean, I don't know if schmaltzy is the right word, but uh, yeah, it just he got he moved away from for whatever reason he moved away from uh, you know the kind of like production you were talking about for mm-hmm. you know real goddamn instruments in favor of Listen, fucking sound Raleigh, effects. Raleigh, do you play real music with <laughs> I, real instruments? I do. No DJs and no turntables and I do. Indeed. 
Oh yeah, maybe okay. we should. Maybe man, it's already too late in this episode. Maybe in the next episode, we'll talk about why we think we're qualified to even be allowed to have this podcast. Beside the fact that this is the United States, all right, and we can and we're allowed to do shit like this. But I just I think we're at allowed, some point we're we allowed should, to we're allowed to do shit. We're like this. we're allowed to do shit. What are you? Are people saying that we're unqualified? No, but uh, that's that's what always happens. Anytime you, anytime anybody criticizes somebody's music, especially somebody like Michael Jackson, the first thing anybody says is, "Well, you're just jealous because you never wrote any songs." Or, "What qualifies you? You never." Uh, I should have taken a caller. <laughs> we should uh, like. What makes you? What gives you the right to criticize somebody's music? Like you never but had not, a number the thing one. Is we're not always. We're not always criticizing. We're just right. like reacting. But it we're doesn't matter. Reacting. Somebody, somebody like that that would listen to this would only hear the negative things we're saying, and not the positive parts. Well, let's like listen. I'll lay it out right now in one sentence. You want to know how we're qualified? You were recently paid actual money <laughs> to score a play, not even in your area, out of state. Like several states away, someone paid you money to write music for their play. And I had a book published <laughs> about like the seventh or eighth most popular punk rock group in the world. And no one has lit it on fire. There have been no burnings. No one has attacked me in the street over it. I think it's been received fairly. And those are our qualifications. Okay. Very good. Next time someone complains, next time the straw man complains, <laughs> I will point them to uh, one at the one hour twenty five minute mark and nineteen seconds and sixty little seconds in in episode three of the Yaks and Jackson podcast. This is a this is a you want you want to know how you want to know the easiest way to, to find out when I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> what is it? Whenever I say, oh, that's just a straw man argument. <laughs> that means I don't know what anyone's talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about, and I just want to change the subject. <laughs> All right, well, I'll change the subject. We'll go back to uh, wherever we are in the song. We're, we're at four and a half minutes of the song, and now I think we're at the point where nothing really new happens. But something, imp- something new, something important does happen, and that is uh, the drum loop slowly continues to like uh uh gather more sound effects and other mm-hmm. like not just not just corny like not just sound effects like the jet engine and the glass breaking but other more subtle things that mm-hmm. uh that fit nicely um while I'm on the subject of that I will say that if 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 I were Michael Jackson and I had a gun to my head and the person said you only get to use the glass breaking in either in the closet or jam. I would choose in the closet because um, he's got a nice some. There's some digital synthesizer, like sound. Like, pardon me. There's a synthesizer that's making like a digital glass breaking sound. It's not just the. It's not just the. You know whatever the the real foley sound of glass breaking but there's also like a digital thing that is mimicking it and i think that complements the real glass breaking very nicely it sort of uh it sort of marries the uh the synthesizer part with the organic sound even though the glass breaking and his voice are the really the only organic sounds 
anywhere on this track, but it's a nice it's a nice little bridge to 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 marry the two. Yeah, yeah, I see your point there. I mean, I I feel very married to the uh, glass breaking and jam, though. I feel like that's such mm. a integral part of the ridiculous nature of jam. Okay, so it's hard. I mean, I assume that every song on this album is going to have glass breaking. <laughs> so I, I don't think anybody ever put a gun to Michael Jackson's head and said, uh, pick your glass breaking moment. Well, maybe he should have had Phil Spector produce this album. <laughs> that, now, that would have been, been a crazy situation. Yeah. But uh, so I, can't even, I can't even imagine what a Michael Jackson album produced by Phil Spector would sound like. It would be cool, I bet. Yeah, probably. Make it happen. Who me? You. How can I make it happen? You wrote a book I about bo- the about the seventh or eighth most popular <laughs> punk rock band in the world. I think you can make it. This I think you can make a few phone calls and make this happen. Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, is Phil Spector? Can he produce records <laughs> from jail? Is he in jail? He can do some organic sounds from jail. I think. Uh, <laughs> The slamming of the door would be a, a good um, replacement for the glass breaking sound effect and jam. It would have been like a law and order kind of thing. You could, it would it would fit. Well, even if I could get Phil Spector a console in his prison cell, there is one major factor to get <laughs> that I don't think we can get over, and that's the fact that Michael Jackson died yeah. three or four years ago. <laughs> that's true. But the tracks are somewhere, I'm sure. Well, maybe we could have uh, my, uh, Phil Spector could remix uh, the Phil Anselmo spoken word into uh, into uh, it, keep it in the closet and get, 2014. And get Phil Collins to play drums. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Who else? Who's another famous Phil? Get Phil Sims to do running commentary <laughs> on the whole song. Get Phil... Philip Glass to do some piano. Oh, there you go. Um. Oh goodness. Get uh. You can. Yeah, we get Wallace Langham appear in character as Phil from Larry Sanders show. <laughs> he could just. He could just like give notes. Punxsutawney Phil. Oh, Punxsutawney Phil. Can uh, he's he, got to be up in that. He can show up in the video at least and like do a little dance, do a little shuffle. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> you could be in there. Um, a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Just thrown against the wall and, mic- <laughs> and mic'd up. <laughs> that could be like, it could be a parody of the end of the black and white video, where instead of smashing up a car, the Philly Fanatic smashes up a cheesesteak. <laughs> and then he transforms into Poxy 20 Phil. Print it. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> gold, Jerry, gold! Is is Princess Stephanie on the backups here? Is she singing harmony, do you think, in this section? Or is it all Michael? I hear he, uh, he's obviously great with the falsetto. Um... And and I love that. I love that. That's finally uh, that's finally um, carrying a chorus again. Um, but is is Princess Stephanie in the mix? Do you think? 
I didn't notice. It sounds like all Michael. I feel like I would have to listen harder. I don't. I, I didn't hear her. All right. <clears throat> I do have I have a minor complaint about this part, um, the cry that he does. I, while I like it and it fits, well, it, I'm not sure that it fits. Actually, it sounds. I, w- I would think she would need to the the cry. His is more of a cry out of uh, like a cry of desperation, but that's not the standpoint that he's taken for this entire song. So why is he emoting so much? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I have not been in the, I can't even say I've ever, I don't think I've ever been in this position where uh, a woman has been like, I love you. And I've been like, eh, I don't think so. Like, I don't think that's ever happened really. <laughs> uh, so, and I don't think if I think, I think there were girls maybe who wanted to go to the movies or something or we were like, hey, let's hang out. And I was like, eh, but I never felt any, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I was not like torn up and like crying out in any way. Um, I did, uh, I I had a girl that was interested in me, um, way back in sixth grade and, uh, (laughs) we went on a double date to go see Dick Tracy it was my, it was uh, it was my first date ever um and i'm not sure i even realized that it was a date and that i was on it and that a girl was interested in me i didn't even sit next to her oh wow yeah it's kind of shitty um now i don't i don't like i don't look back at that and feel that i need to cry out um but uh yeah but yeah, yeah so I so I still don't I still don't understand why he's crying out. The only the only reason why I could I could I could accept this part is and this would have been uh, this would have been a nice twist of the song um the third spoken word part um from Princess Stephanie could have been like well you're not interested in me. I think I'm out of here. Like I think I get the hint. <laughs> See you later. Like I'm no longer under the spell, and then and then he g- would go into the third verse, like, "Well, wait, wait, there's something about you that makes me want to give it to you," and like, <laughs> then he does his like whatever is well, I don't know what he's saying. I'm sure I'm sure he's saying well, something. I don't, I don't think that would make him. I think that would just be desperate. I don't think if he'd be, it would make him look like a jackass. Yeah, that would have been a nice twist. That would that would have been it would have been a nice uh, some kind of. Uh, character development in this six minute song yeah but that's also like I don't know that borders on the kind of dumb stuff that R. Kelly does where he's like yeah whatever you know, oh, I'm <laughs> it, it didn't it wouldn't have to be like so over the top it could have just been a it could have just been a subtle like I don't know her her voiceover just wouldn't be as passionate or it could have just been cooling off or something with some cooling gel. Some icy hot. Yeah. Icy to soothe her passion. But back to that back to that cry. We have heard a very similar cry before. And it was in 
like the same exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. Same crap. Yeah, more or less. What is I he? Mean, what you, is he saying? Is he saying I don't know or had enough or is there? I think is, it's. I think it's I don't know. I don't know. Is that? Is it in the lyrics? In here? No. Yeah, for for in the closet. No. Huh. Just a nondescript huh. Michael Jackson noise. Humph. <laughs> You know, I don't care. I don't hot a hot in here. I think it's just one of those noises that uh, comes out of him, like uh, (laughs) like he he he. Yeah, there's there's a slow he 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 in this one. I'm not not sure if we. I'm not sure if we hit it? it yet. Slow and sinister. It, it, well, it's not sinister, but <laughs> it's slow. It's very deliberate. I don't know if we hit. Right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's that's what I want to happen every time he gets to that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the corn remix. <laughs> but it's nice. It's nice. Nice dynamics. He's back to the beginning again. I think this is this has had the best dynamics of any of the songs so far in this. Yeah, tra- a good dynamic. Album. I think you could shave some time off it. Oh yeah, to go on for six minutes. Yeah, I agree. Um, although uh, the first few times I listened to it, and and I listened to the uh, the studio version that we're that we're listening to now, while I knew on paper that it was too long, and I knew there were things that I could cut out of it, I was not bored by the full length at any point in time even with the spoken word even with the long spoken word intro i was never like oh will this just end already like i was always okay and and with with jam and uh why you want to trip on me both of those songs i i was ready a couple minutes before the end i was ready like okay just fade this out and i'm satisfied in this one see I feel the opposite way. This one I listened to every time I listened to it before we recorded the podcast. I was like, "Okay, let's wrap it up." <laughs> well, uh, it's okay. kind of dragged on. And have you have you listened to the video version? Because no, it, it definitely I it shaves parts off. Well, but that I feel like every single time we do this, see like the video version shaves some shit off. Like I feel like that's something that happens every single time. Well, this this video version mm-hmm. I believe shaved an entire verse off. Good. Well, which which I think don't stop till you get enough did that also right? Yeah. Okay, but we didn't but we didn't officially cover that for for the folks listening at home. No, we need to stop making references to the two episodes we we won't release. <laughs> I, I will never stop. <laughs> until you get enough exactly and you'll never get enough so you're never gonna so stop never like gonna rob stop. zombie 
<laughs> okay, so you you were checked out a while ago. Yeah. On, on this uh, on this on this podcast. No, on this song. <laughs> on this life. I wonder how many people. I I think I would love to hear people do a review of the podcast and hear at what point they checked out of our our review. <laughs> It seems mostly to be between 40 minutes and an hour based on what I'm hearing from people. It's not possible for us to get this down to 40 minutes. It's not <laughs> It's not possible. We're, we're right now at an hour and 40 minutes. I know, I know. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying we need to change. But what's interesting is when Listener X, I, I was talking to Listener X uh, on instant message while... Uh, listener X uh, 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 <laughs> gender revealed. This no, is this is no. now this is now the most uh, rewound DVR point of a podcast in history. <laughs> People are going back to listen. Listener X. <laughs> she. Uh, wait. Uh. Okay. The cat is out of the bag. Listener X is female. <laughs> um, but I still, I think that I hope that won't be too, uh, so anyway, she was listening to it and, uh, there was a lot of like, you, oh, I think you should play the song sooner, but this is still entertaining. And, and then later, yeah, like I said, she was like, eh, I don't know. I feel like it kind of works. It just needs to get it. I get, need to get into the groove of how you guys are doing it. Okay. But, uh, you know, based on listening trends, she's not going to be listening this far, so she'll never know that I revealed her gender. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're in a groove yet. Do you think we're in the groove yet? I uh, I don't know. I think that I think we're in more in a groove than the first, like, the, the, pi- the first pilot episode we did where I feel like we just talked for an hour. And then we, yeah. That's then we got into the song. Are, are we getting better, do you think, at talking about... The song? Are we like, are we, well, I guess this is a question for our listeners that aren't giving me any feedback or sending anything to the Jackson Jackson Gmail account, but are we being articulate about our opinions on the song or, or do people think we're just using this as an excuse to talk about like when we met Judith Light and other random, <laughs> uh, just like random bullshit about pop culture and, you know. I don't, I don't want Michael Jackson to be in the back seat of this. I want I, I want I want is. him to be up here with us, sitting in between us. I don't think uh, I don't think that. I think we're covering. I think we spend we devote the majority of this to Michael Jackson. Okay. I don't think we go. I don't think we diverge too much. We keep ourselves on track. I think and. Uh, yeah, I think we're getting better. I think, uh, you know, people were kept saying they wanted to get a song sooner, so we played it sooner. We keep playing it earlier and earlier. Okay. And uh, people, you know, people are allowed to listen to the songs before they even hit play on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing, <laughs> you, you know, of like, it is, some people have been like, well, I guess people could listen to the song before. Yeah, it's not like we're we're not throwing any curveballs. Like our fourth episode next week will be the fourth track on Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also not like, you know how uh, Scott Aukerman and uh, Adam Scott do that YouTube podcast, and like they never talk about you too, and that's kind of the joke. And they're like professional comedians. We're not professional comedians. We're just two people. I don't know anything trying about, to talk that. about Michael Jackson. I don't know anything about those fellas. I'm you sorry. don't? I don't know. I don't. That's shock. I'm shocked by that. Why? You, 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 
You. you. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> That's shocking. Well, maybe at some point we could replace ourselves with professional comedians. And, and we can <laughs> Do just... Do we know professional comedians? Or maybe we can hire professional comedians. Well, we know Matt Ringler from uh, Schlock Treatment who does stand-up comedy. And he will... Maybe if I tell him that we talked about him, although if I tell him we talked about him in this podcast, trying to trick him into listening uh, for the one hour and 44 minutes before we got to his name, he's just going to say... Tell me at what point you mentioned my name so I can only listen to that part. Yeah, because he, listen, he has a lot of time to devote to Perfect Strangers reruns. <laughs> he can't possibly listen to a whole thing. Maybe, maybe um, we'll have him on someday. I would, I would like to. Uh, we've both been guests on the Schlock Treatment, uh, the Schlock Treatment podcast, so it would be nice to have some of those guys on uh, on our show as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, we should also get Lamar as a guest. Absolutely, he'd be great. And uh, excuse me, my mom, my mom would be a great guest. <laughs> Maybe we could get both of our moms to <laughs> to host the episode, and we won't even be on it. We'll just that get our, like, our moms to meet. That, did you ever see that Space Ghost where they had commentary from all their mothers? No. And it's like it was a regular, it was a rerun of Space Ghost, and they had their mother sit there and watch it and make commentary. <laughs> it was really creepy. That'd be good. It would be like yeah. like the part in Moonwalker, or no, wait, not Moonwalker, in Bad, where it's just all the kids. It's the same exact thing, but kids. Yes. You know that? Yeah. But I think that was. I think that was in Moonwalker. It was of yeah. Bad, but it was in the movie Moonwalker. All right, I'm going to hit play on this song because we're just going to get just going to get some sound effects at this point. Shout if you hear a new one. <laughs> oh, there's something. Oh! Whoa! What? What the hell's going on back there? Now it sounds like Prince. Some ti- some handheld Tiger Electronics. <laughs> I just want to know. We can try to love each other. <laughs> right there. Boom. Is like a, I thought it was a bong hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, this to me is just like Michael Jackson. Like, look at all the sound effects I have on this console. Yeah. It was, I mean, he could have, oh, he, he definitely didn't go as far as Bat Dance. But I, I think it's, I think it was nice. It was nice that he had that at the end. It, it, it made the drum loop more interesting. And I'm fine with this song. I'm fine with the way it plays out. Now, the beginning of the video version sounds like this. (laughs) 
It's like it, it, it picks up where the studio track left off. Like their starting, their starting point is too high. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and yeah. I don't think they go anywhere from that. I don't think we'd have to listen to this entire song, but I don't think anything crazy happens at the end of this. We don't need to listen to all that again. But there is is something different that happens that's kind of cool. There you go. There's a little, there's some dynamics for you right there. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. back to the metronome. Goes on a little too long. And yeah, I think just, um, it was maybe just for the video because at that point, there's a nice long, slow shot of Naomi Campbell like moving up or down Michael Jackson's body in slow motion. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know either. I'm just going to let the end of this play. Um, I don't know. Do we have uh, do we have much more to say about this song? No. Have we? I, uh, I sure. I sure don't. Have we hit the we hit the point where there's nothing new to say? Oh, here's some um, new stuff. There's some new stuff going on here. So I guess it does go somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, not. It goes somewhere like it drives. You know. Five minutes in the wrong direction or something. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The, the pan flute is not... I don't think the pan flute is known for, like, being the big finish in a song. More glass breaking. and Oh, there's... It does end with another... A different sound effect. Which we'll eventually get to in 15 seconds. There we go. Ooh, the door slam. That was a pretty weak door slam. Yeah. I think the track might have been a little little quieter. So, Raleigh, okay. how do you rate in the closet? Okay, well, it is definitely better than Jam. And the first time, the first few times I was listening to it, I thought it was better than why you want to trip on me but i thought it was just slightly better though the more i listen to it i think it's uh it's definitely better than both of those two songs so but i also don't think it's like it's not it's not a great amazing michael jackson song it's been the best so far um i gave jam a 5 i gave why you want to trip on me a 5 and a quarter and I think I'm going with six and a half on In the Closet. A, Damn. A, a full point and a quarter better than Why You Want to Trip on Me. Can you uh, remind me what I gave the other two songs? Absolutely. You gave Jam a seven, mm-hmm. Why You Want to Trip on Me, a 6.2. Okay. Well, I do feel like this song goes on too long. And they all did. 
<laughs> Each one of them has gone on too long so far. <laughs> I feel like even being generous, I'm going to give this a 5.8. Wow. Okay, 5.8. We are going in completely opposite directions. We are. Well, we're completely the opposite people. <laughs> uh, you know, you you, uh, you live in Jersey City and uh, are a carbon-based life form, and I'm a magical tree stump <laughs> in Central Florida. I think our, our listeners should... Um, uh, make some art and send send us some art. Send us your drawings of what our pie, what our pie chart looks like, or what the graph looks like of our. I guess you can't really do a pie chart. What what the graph would look like um, so far in the album? I think only one person is going to do that, and I think we, you and I, both know who that is. Is it is it going to be me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be you posing as a listener. All right, or, well, I hope. Or Kirk Howley. Kirk Howley might do it. He might do it. I don't know if he's... I know for sure he listened to the first episode. I don't know if he listened to the second one yet. But yes, that would be that would be a nice challenge to Kirk Howley. Um, but actually, um, while we're on the subject of art, I don't think we've ever brought up the fact that uh, our beautiful logo was drawn by uh, none other than yourself, James Green Jr., that's true, uh, and thank you for saying it's beautiful. I think it, I think it's an all right drawing, and I am glad that you receive it as such. It um, it's uh the the single for in the closet. Um, I'm look I'm staring at it right now. It's staring mm-hmm. back at me, I should say, and uh, that's I don't know if that's what you based um, how much of Michael Jackson's face you drew. Or I know you. I know it's based off of the dangerous cover. How much of his? Yeah. How much of his face was showing in in the uh, on the original album? I guess just I, what I drew, basically. Just, oh, okay, just what you drew. It's similar, I think. Uh, oh, there's no curl. Did you draw? Did you draw a curl? Yeah, I drew for a the curl. logo. You did draw the curl. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've, you've you're faithful to the dangerous album cover as opposed to yes. in, the, in the closet single cover, which has no curl or a very faint curl, curl that's almost uh, completely vignetted away. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, well, in the closet went gold. I don't think it was nominated for any Grammys that I can tell. There are 7,000 million remixes of it available. You can listen to a single version, which is much shorter, which maybe you would prefer. I don't know. It's it's under five minutes. I'd be curious to hear that. Uh, but I think I've heard all of the In the Closet I care to hear for the next... Uh, yeah? Well... I'm ready to move on to whatever the next song is on this magical mystery... Tour. I can tell you that our next song is She Drives Me Wild. Mm. I think it's a short song. I have absolutely never heard it in my life. Yeah, I don't think I have either. <laughs> uh I don't even I, I it may have it may have been a single. I can I don't I don't even want to look. It doesn't it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Well fuck it. At least not that I can tell. But uh, in the closet was a number one single um, in the, on the R and B charts. I mm. hope I hope we're going to continue going upwards from here. Uh, 
but uh, <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> I don't. Or for you, you've gone nothing. It's been nothing but going downwards. Oh, you know yeah. what I wanted to do? There was one quick thing I wanted to do. I wanted to play some of the live version. So I wanted to I wanted to check out a live version to see if he incorporated any real instruments in it. And I found out that he almost never played this song live. Um, definitely not at the Dangerous Tour. This song was never played. The only time it ever showed up was uh, in the history, I think that's, or his story, however you, however you say it. Um, it showed up as a medley in that. <laughs> And while I don't, while we don't need to listen to the entire thing, I think it's funny to listen to the way he handles Princess Stephanie and Naomi Campbell's parts. Okay. Okay. Nice bass, by the way. That was him. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I thought it sounded like it sounded very Prince-like. I I hate that we keep talking about Prince all the time, and it's partially my fault because I keep bringing it up. But he, I think we both bring Prince up, <laughs> and it, I don't think there's any shame to feel speaking <laughs> about Prince. He sounded like Prince there. That was that was a voice, uh, or that was like a Michael Jackson vocalization that I have not heard come out of his mouth on any song that I've listened to before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's far like, from his his regular speaking voice. What happened? It's it's far from his speaking voice. It's very yeah. it was very deep. It was it was almost like like tough guy. It doesn't yeah, even yeah. it doesn't even sound like his spoken word like in the recorded version of this song. It's it's like a tough tough guy voice. Yeah. The only other time I've heard that is when they released those tapes where he was drugged out talking about the this is it tour and he's like this is going to be the biggest tour. Ooh, yeah. I, I don't think I've heard that. Oh, it's frightening. Well, I mean it's frightening because it was recorded right before he died and he was like strung out on his prescription meds, but his voice yeah, it was like he was talking like that. Hmm. So, it's weird. Poor well, guy. You, may, you might not you might find it's hard to believe Raleigh, but many aspects of Michael Jackson's life could be classified as weird. <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, we've almost approached uh, we've almost approached the two hour mark, which um, I think we didn't necessarily want to do this time around. But but here we are. Um, we've we've gone from our slim trim hour and twenty minutes back up to a bloated fat two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to trim the fat, man. Yeah, but we we certainly covered all aspects of the song. <laughs> Oh yeah, top to bottom, left so, to right, I'm gonna, up and down. I'm going to bring in everyone's favorite theme song, and that will play us out. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Raleigh, for continuing on this journey. Yeah, thank you. This has been a wonderful experience so far. I look My forward. Apologies to Listener X for revealing your gender. <laughs> we'll see you in episode four. She drives me wild. <laughs> <laughs>
Just stick the seven inch in the computer. <laughs> <laughs>